Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. Where each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and whatever else comes to our minds. Just a quick reminder, we are an E4 explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Are we not doing Yu-Gi-Oh? You know, I was actually going to... I didn't know how to mix it up. I was going to be like, welcome to Heart of the Cards. Oh, wait, just kidding, but... I, I couldn't fit it in too well. It doesn't transition well to, like, out of the drying pan, so we're keeping with Pokemon this week because of that reason. That's too bad. I watched episode three and four of Yu-Gi-Oh. Did you really? No. Oh, okay, that could be the opening discussion. We could split it up. <laughs> and our other co-host is here, Alex. Say hello, Alex. See, I was very confused because I watched episodes one and two of Digimon this week, so Ooh. I think we're all on different pages here. I got in my head now. I'm thinking, like, what... Pokemon definitely had the most impact. I've seen the audience divided. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh is a big thing, but Digimon's also a big thing. Nothing's as big as Pokemon. No, no, no. It's not even close. But I mean, like, Yu-Gi-Oh and Digimon. Mm, definitely Digimon. You think Digimon? See, I think Yu-Gi-Oh. Really? Is the question which is bigger? Yes. Yeah. I think Yu-Gi-Oh is bigger by virtue of the trading card game being so prevalent. Do people yeah. still play the trading card game? Oh, yes. I don't know about COVID times, but probably. Maybe I'm just not, like, into the TCG. Like, I, I literally know nothing about any TCG anything, like, for any franchise. So, perhaps, well, except for that one time. Well, this was still Pokemon related. Remember we went to that, like, Let's Play thing? No, what are you talking about? Or, well, not Let's Play. What do they call it? The the Play Pokemon, the, the tournament thing we went to? In... Oh my god, are we talking about that on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh god. I'm they so had jealous. the TCG there, but that was Pokemon. Don't don't be jealous, Jacob. Let's talk about it. Oh my god. I don't think we've ever, ever talked about that on this podcast. Okay, we were in a town and... A city. That Leslie lived in, yes. and we were gonna visit her, but we couldn't in the end. Yeah, and that was a whole disaster. Was that also the time that you had to drive back with your sunglasses, or... Yes. Okay, see, it's all, like, coming back to me. And that was during the black and white era of the Pokemon games, and of course, we weren't prepared, we didn't play competitively at all, I lost horribly, I think I came, like, second to last, <laughs> Austin did well, though. You did really well by virtue of that really amazing, like, you kept miss like, that guy kept missing, like, every single move, right? See, I don't know how to tell the story, because I want to generally be kind of, like, positive and not be, not <laughs> mock anyone, like, any person on this podcast. No, we're not doing that. And I can't tell this story without making fun of the mean people we yeah. encountered at the Let's Play Pokemon Tournament bullshit. To be fair, you went in and you were nice and you didn't try to start anything. They were more like antagonizing you and that's, I guess, how things started, right? Yeah, I will say or, or, it's more <laughs> of an attitude of like... Elitist? Oh, you don't know everything there is to know about the metagame? Oh, you don't know about like... All the different moves and abilities off the top of your head. Oh, wow. You don't know. Oh, my like, God. This... Uh, sorry, I'm doing a He's doing the voice. voice. Yeah, yeah doing I know. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I'm not 
to see Mickey Fun of People. That's that's true with anybody and anything in life. Like there were plenty of normal people there that were just there to have fun. Yes. But it was a college town, so there was a lot of like Yes. College kids. There was also, as you would expect in anything, people who took it a little bit too seriously and were not welcoming to newcomers and were very sore winners about things and or sore losers because there was a couple of times that Austin won against some people he was playing with and they were very upset because Austin is not a competitive player and got lucky and they got very angry that he won. But I'll never forget. I'll never forget the lesson I got on Lapras and Shell Armor. That guy was nice. Guy, he was nice. He was nice, but it was so cute. It was like, he's like, you want me to tell you a secret? So I lost to this guy. I lost pretty bad. And he's like, do you want me to tell you a secret? And I was like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. I love that. Yeah. He's like, the secret is my Lapras had Shell Armor. And I was like, okay. Oh. Was this person the same age? Or what, what were the age? I think he was... You know what? Honestly, I don't know. Maybe a little younger than me at the time. We were young. We were like 20. He had to have been like 70, 16, maybe 70. I thought we were, was it bracketed off by 18 and up and 18 and lower? Or I have no idea. I have no idea. It was kind of a mess, actually. It was like, it was not very organized. Really? No. The whole the tournament or whatever? Like one guy kept on like shouting at like, okay, we're going to do this. Was this sanctioned or was it just like a kind of random get together? Sanctioned. Thing? Right? Sanctioned by assume it was the college kids who were in charge. Okay. I mean, it was still an official Pokemon event. Let's play tournament or whatever they call it. We need to find one. That's the only one I have ever been to. And that was because we were just went on a lark. We were like, oh, this would be a fun thing to do on a Saturday afternoon. It was a fun thing. And then. <laughs> it took all day, didn't it? It did take it all took day. All day. Yep. We had nothing to eat the whole day. I was so miserable. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. We didn't plan very well as far as logistics and stuff. I think we got ice cream and Did we? Or yeah, because there was a there was an ice cream shop. I think we went there. I could be misremembering it. But the drive back was also an adventure because <laughs> Austin forgot his prescription glasses and it was dark by the time we left. And so all he had was prescription sunglasses. And Ooh. you had your old Jeep at the time, which also the headlights did not <laughs> work. <laughs> How did you drive? What? It's a miracle. In complete darkness. It's a fucking miracle. We were on country roads without a streetlight for miles. Oh, my God. How did you do that? How did you, That's how you didn't get pulled over. I was about to ask how you didn't get pulled oh over. God. but Libby's headlights. Libby was the Jeep. It, her oh. headlights kept going in and out. And Austin was tr driving in his goddamn <laughs> sunglasses. And I was like, how are we not? Like, I thought for sure that was how we would die. There was no other cars on the road. Like, <laughs> You don't need another car to be in an accident. We could have, like driven off the side of the road or something i i know the route that you took because i yes. know where you went to school and i know the city and i used to take that route before i don't know how you did that because that is <laughs> not lit at all and to have sunglasses i don't know i don't know how you did that <laughs> I Poor really austin <laughs> like and i wasn't helping because i was so dramatic and like ridiculous back then i was like austin ah austin ah like every five seconds and he's like shut the fuck up i'm trying to do yeah i think i genuinely snapped at you at one point i was like shut up right but he did get us back in one piece and we're here now to talk about it all these years later so oh my god austin's a good driver he 
Uh, no, you have to beat it. You don't hit lights until you where you where you're getting. Because I know where you were going. You don't hit lights until you're at the spot that you need to be at. So that was impressive. That you, if they're impressive or lucky. Very lucky. Very lucky. <laughs> okay, that was the reason we couldn't see Leslie. Because I was like, we gotta get back before the sundown. Because we don't have any lights. We don't have any glasses. And Leslie was so mad, and she still holds it over my head to this yeah. day. Sometimes. I'm gonna mention it. Yeah, he yeah. says. <laughs> she still talks about it bitterly. Oh, good. We need to find one. Let's find a Pokemon Play thing. Let's go oh, there and God, let's see who no. does the best. Yep, we got to do it now. Okay, Pokemon Now. Even back then, I thought it was pretty like complicated. I can't even imagine going to one of those tournaments now with all the fucking rules and the new abilities and all the new shit they've added since then. I mean, remember, this was black and white, so... It was very black and white then. Yeah, it was. Compared to now, fuck no. Like... <laughs> I think we should do it. We have, we all have the games. Let's just get a team. Let's go up there. I lose horribly. Okay. Smash some nerds and get get out of there. I do think of me now at 30 versus me at like 20 or so, I feel like I'd be a lot less shy and a lot less like, <laughs> like forgiving of people's stupid bullshit. <laughs> I would just talk a big game and then lose and be like, ah, oh, my thumb. Like, excuse. I couldn't press. Oh my God. That does remind me. Well, Okay. What was that one Pokemon called? I can't believe I can't remember its name. The eel. Oh, Electros. Electros, that's right. Some guy was really mad at me that I used that Pokemon because I didn't realize this at the time. It apparently has no weaknesses. Is that right? Well, that's fair. I mean, that's a good, that's a smart thing to do. I'm trying to look this up right now because I'm... It has Levitate and it's electric types. That makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's an electric type with levitate. And I remember this guy got so fucking mad at me. He was like, I can't believe you use that Pokemon. I'm like, I didn't even think about it. It was just on my team that I used, like, in the game, like, just to play it. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Like, apparently I was a bad person. So we can't use Electros <laughs> when we enter tournaments anymore. Just FYI, Jacob. We could have Austin go out there and then I can dress as Brock and you can dress as Misty. And he could be Ash and we could be his coaches. Oh my god. <laughs> the Pokemon League. <laughs> Why am I Ash? Because <laughs> you know the most. None of us have a chance nope. but you. I don't know the most about the video games. No, no. Well, you could figure it out the easiest. Okay. You're the main character and we're just the supporting cast. Mainly I don't want to go out the there. Host. I don't want to go out there. So that's, that's the main reason why. <laughs> I suggest we do find one though. Even if we don't play, we just go and observe oh we should do a live podcast recording that's what they can do we could feed it from our phones we'll go to the world championships <laughs> yep apparently pokemon go is like a tournament thing now too so if any of you are good at that you can battle people in that or whatever i didn't even know there was strategy in pokemon go i just like smash 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 apparently there is now there well yeah there is when you're doing that like rotation thing and you're trying to like throw the pokeball to get the spin to get like the capture rate which it's impossible. For Alex. Yeah. We just had this discussion, didn't we? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? When, do you, okay, so for Pokemon Go, we went to a local mall, and there was a, oh. a Mewtwo raid or something. I, I can't even remember. It was some kind of, like, raid event or something. And we went there. We walked around for a while. And then the raid happened. And, of course, like, all these people showed up. And there was, like, a big crowd because we were all trying to do the raid together. And it comes down time to, like, catch the Pokemon, which I think was, was a Mewtwo at the time? I don't remember. 
and I couldn't get it. Austin was like spinning the ball like perfectly and like I guess that affects how you like the capture rate of the Pokemon and he ended up catching it but I ran out of Pokeballs and didn't was not able to catch it and it was upsetting to me at the time which looking back is absurd because I'm like why was I mad about that (laughs) maybe because I just was like feeling left out in the moment but this was pre-COVID by the way we did not go into Uh a large crowd of people right this was several how many years a couple years before COVID so I have no idea Anyway, I'm just about how lucky you guys are, you can play Pokemon Go. Must be nice. No, it's not our fault that we keep up to date cell phones. No, it's not. It's their fault from forcing people to upgrade. But that's a okay. That's we don't even topic. play it now anymore, anyway, Jacob. So don't feel too. Jacob, bad. I can't believe you're still on that same fucking phone. <laughs> I am. Yep. He's a frugal person. There's nothing wrong with that. I think I'm gonna call Guinness and see if there's like a world record for like the survival rate. Because there's, like, the limit on, I guess, an iPhone's like, three years or something like that. Maybe less. It's a scam. So, we'll scam. see how that goes. Yeah, it is, really. Forcing uh, forcing people to do that. But, anyway, I'm glad you guys took it to enjoy it, at least. And speaking of luck, you guys want to talk about our weeks? Were we particularly lucky this week? Oh, yes. Yes, we were. Maybe you can kick us off. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, we can get into our... <laughs> That was just a transition. Secret lottery winner? Yeah, secret lottery winner here, maybe. We'll find out with a little segment we like to call Week Talk. And we usually spell it W-E-A-K because we usually don't have much to say. But we'll see. I didn't really have that much of a week. I didn't really get lucky. I wasn't like Daft Punk. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> That's a great song, by the way. But anyway, this week I bought the DLC for Mario Kart. Oh, how's that been going? It's really fun. The problem is that the tracks aren't online yet. Really? So, no. Not as far as I know. I mean, it's fun to play them, like, against the AI or whatever, the NPCs, but... Wait a minute. So, you're saying that they, they released a DLC to purchase and buy, but you can't play online competitive with people on them yet? Not yet. That That's the weirdest thing to me. I thought there would be, like... I don't know. This is the only example I can think of. Like, Call of Duty, if you buy DLC, it's, like, separated. So, like, if you just want to do the DLC online maps, you can do it that way or whatever. Or it puts you in a lobby with people that only have the DLC. Mario Kart doesn't do that. Or at least not yet. Huh. We'll see. I think the 22nd, they're supposed to hit online play, but we'll see. I don't know. Alex, did you want to go next? What did I do this week? I went on a out-of-town business trip, so that was fun. It rained, though, so that sucked. Uh, anything else, Alex, or does that complete your Oh, week? I do have something else. Yep, I figured. <laughs> what? No, <I> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no, I'm just no, this isn't real. Okay, this isn't interesting to anybody but me, but th- I know... Oh. I- what, Austin? I figured out what it is. Okay. Yeah, did you? Okay. I know in this podcast we talked about like the new band I was into a couple weeks ago and they released a new album recently and of course I was like all into that which was really great timing because I listened to the album like on repeat when I was driving down for my business conference which is always nice you know road trip windows down blast of music that's always fun but I went to Target and was looking for the vinyl because Walmart let me down and I don't even have a record player but I think it's more of like the collector's value of it all but i didn't find the vinyl however i did find the cd and i bought the cd and it was on sale which is always a plus so i was very excited and and 
I found my old CD player, which still works after like 15 years. So that was also exciting. She's talking about a Walkman. Walkman. Yeah, a Walkman CD player. Really? (laughs) Yes. And then I was lamenting the fact that cars no longer have CD players in them, which is a really stupid decision. And I petition that we bring back CD players in cars. So CD players and cassette tape tracks. Yep. Bring them all back. Eight tracks. Give it about 10 years. It'll be back around. Did they ever at any point have like a vinyl record player in a car? Oh my God, no. Because <laughs> I want to see how that would work. Could you imagine that? It would hit like a little bump. <laughs> that would be awful i mean i guess you could like finagle something like yourself but that jacob's right that your record would be all scratched to hell like all my records are anyway i remember in the wedding singer that adam sandler movie um drew barrymore's like boyfriend buys her a cd player and it's like a thousand dollars or something like that and i was like oh my god God, that used to cost that much Ugh, that's crazy. That's 90s money. Yeah, that's crazy. That's 90s too. Yeah, that's like 80s or 90s money. So it's probably like a million dollars today. What was her name in that movie? It was like Julia Gulia or something. <laughs> Is she married that guy? Yeah, yeah. That seems like Vince Gulia. Yeah. Like, her name would be Julia Gulia. Oh my God. That was so. That was a good movie. Speaking of good movies, Austin, are you done, Alex? Yes, I am done. That was it. All right, Austin, what did you watch this week? Jacob, how did you know I was watching nothing but movies? Oh, I just had a sense, like a spider sense. Yeah, I mean, that's all I do. It's Oscar season. Exactly. There's only one week left of the Oscars, so I'm having to cram them in while I can. None of them are really standing out to me so far from what I've watched. I do think Alex would really like The Power of the Dog. The Power of the Dog? Get this. It's a Western film. Check. Directed by a woman. Check. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Half check, but okay. About male sexuality. So is this like a Brokeback Mountain thing or something? Apparently the novel this movie is based on was one of the inspirations for Brokeback Mountain. Oh my god. (laughs) But that's a romantic movie and this is not. Oh, but I like romantic movies. Yeah, it did not. Is this going to make me sad? Probably not. Okay, because I don't want to watch anything sad. I mean, it wasn't amazing or anything. Why would you say I'd like it then? Because you love westerns and shit. That is true. I was going to watch Tombstone. God, I hope they haven't taken it off of Hulu. Anyway, it it wasn't amazing or anything. It was interesting subject material, but I don't think they went far enough with it, to be honest. None of the movies this year are really doing it for me. Hmm. Do you think COVID has lowered movie quality? Mm. Oh, that's a whole discussion about the nature of Oscar movies and yeah, how they're yeah, done by true. formula. And yeah. pay <laughs> that's by, a whole thing. Pay to play yeah. kind of thing. Is Spider-Man, um, the new Spider-Man movie, is that up for anything? Just for special effects. No, not like best movie or something like that? Best no, 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 no. Really? I'm trying to think what commercial movies are for best feature. Probably just West Side Story. I heard that one's pretty good. I, I haven't seen it yet. I can't speak to it. Oh, Dune. That's a that's a blockbuster. Oh. I didn't care for that too much, to be honest. I think that got overhyped a lot. It did get overhyped. There's a whole second movie coming out, so... There's trilogy, I think. Oh, God. The other thing I did movie-wise was I watched the new Scream. MTV version? No, not the TV version, the new movie. There's a new Scream movie? Yeah, with Courtney Cox and um, David Arquette and... Are they still married? I don't know where I've been at, then. They're married, right? They're not married. They divorced? Yes. Okay. It was okay. Um, it kind of spurred on a new slasher interest real briefly. Oh, my God, oh. Austin. 
but we'll see if that fizzles out. You just came off like a huge slasher film bender, so... I might get back on that train. God. We'll find out. Okay. Oh, oh, I do have a shout out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very important. A shout out to Jimmy on our Twitter. He recommended we listen to a podcast, which we haven't done yet, but a podcast called The Video Game History Hour, and specifically an episode with the translator of some of the earlier Pokemon generations. But we're going to give that a listen soon, sooner rather than later. Yes, thank you for the recommendation. Yes, thank you, Jimmy. That's actually really cool to find that. I didn't even know that that existed. Did they do anything else Pokemon on that podcast? Did you search through it or just looked at that one episode? Looks like, oh, they just did an episode about Nintendo Power. That's That'll be fun. That'd be cool. Gosh. I had a subscription to Nintendo Power back in the day. Did you really? Yeah. Really? That's pretty cool. What, what came with that? Magazines? They gave you great shit. Okay, it was magazines and like one time I renewed my subscription and they gave me the Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition for Nintendo GameCube. What? Whoa. Holy crap. Yeah. Three games? Like the three Four games. games. Four games? Oh my god. Well, two NES games, two N64 games. So, but still, it was like cool shit sometimes. Holy cow. That was the only reason I subbed. That pays for it right there though, you know? Exactly. That what that reminds me of what we were talking about a little while ago about how back in the day you used to be able to get so many cool things from like cereal boxes and like sending away for stuff like they don't do that kind of thing anymore used to be able to get whole like computer games out of your cereal boxes and like plates and bowls and like collector matchbox cars and all kinds of crazy shit i mean they don't ever do that kind of stuff anymore remember they used to give you the demo thing too used to be able to walk into like your eb games or something like that and they would give you 20 games on a disc or something like that for free I remember that's how I played, like, Spyro, Emperor's New Groove on my friend's PlayStation that way. Oh, my God, the Emperor's New Groove game. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Did that unlock a memory for you? It did unlock a memory. I fucking love that game. Holy cow. That game was awesome. Jacob, thank you so much. I have not thought about that game in, like, 20 years. I guarantee you to this day, I can beat the first and second level without even looking. Because that's all I played on that demo disc. It was just over on repeat. We should have a totally separate episode where we talk about old nostalgic games. I have a whole list. A whole list. Okay, let's do our list real quick. Well, 3D Dinosaur Adventure for one thing. (laughs) Fucking love that game too, even though it scared the crap out of me as a kid. You guys remember Monster Monster Bash? Bash. Are these CD-ROM games? Yeah, it was CD-ROM games for like Windows 95. The Game of Life. Oh, my hmm. God. So many games. Ugh. And, oh, what what was that other one with the Velociraptor with, like, the jetpack? Oh, shit. Turok? No. No, but that, yeah, no. Oh, God. Hold on. I know of a movie called Velocipaster about a clergyman who becomes a Velociraptor, and it's sexy. Is that for real? That's a real thing. Oh, my gosh. I was about to say, you should have just said you made that up, because that was clever as hell. Nanosaur. Sorry. Nanosaur. Nanosaur. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, that's a thing. God, the games used to be a lot more creative, didn't they? They had to get really creative. <laughs> this is going to be our Twitch channel. Yes, we could play Nanosaur. Are you say, Are you guys seeing a trend? Obviously my childhood was like dinosaur video games, but... Monsters and dinosaurs, like yep. creatures, kind of like a creature yeah. feature. My god, Emperor's New Groove. Oh god, so many memories. <laughs>
guys ready to move on for Pokemon? No, Yu-Gi-Oh. No, Digimon. I can. I don't think I can even name a Digimon. Um, Agumon. Agumon. Oh my god. Agumon. <laughs> Hypnomon. I'm sure there is one called that though. I don't think so. Hypnomon. Hypnomon. Uh, Giamon, best ever. There's no Hypnomon. Plantomon. Isn't there a plant? There is a plantmon, isn't there? Oh, there's gotta be. Exodiamon. Exodiamon. There's not a plantmon. Shit. Pikachumon. What's that like? Vegemon. 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 Duh. Vegemon. Okay. Vegemon. <laughs> <laughs> the veggie one. We're not talking about Yu-Gi-Oh or Digimon. We're talking about the Pokemans. And this week, the two episodes we're covering are Palette Party Panic and A Scare in the Air. <laughs> With these episodes, just a heads up, we're moving on to the Orange Islands. We're very slowly moving on to the Orange Islands. I forgot that we didn't just automatically go there. I forgot that we had to take a little arc to get there. But anyway, this week the randomizer has spoken. And I will be doing the 30-second summary challenges, followed by Alex and Austin. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. All right, jig up. Oh, my God. Three. Oh, God. (laughs) Two. One. Go. All right, so we've the Pokemon League's over with, and Ash is back in his hometown celebrating that he finished in the Sweet 16, which I don't think is anything really to celebrate, but they are. Oak gives a toast. Um, Team Rocket throws uh, some food out there and spices everyone up, and they steal Pikachu. They go into the woods. Team Rocket's trapped in a tree. Ash goes up in the tree and sacrifices Team Rocket. A Fearow comes down and starts attacking Ash. Ash's Pidgeotto evolves into a Pidgeot. Pidgeot defeats a Fearow, but stays behind with the Pidge- Pidgeots to protect them from the Fearow coming back. The end. Oh my Time. god, Jacob, I think that might be one of the best 30-second summaries we've ever gotten on this podcast. Dude, there was a lot going on in this episode, and I, was, I like segmented my head the best I could. And also, I've been doing a lot of auctioning lately, so. That was really great. I don't even know. We don't even have to cover that episode, because you pretty much just laid it out there. Okay, Jacob, get ready for the second summary. <laughs> in three, I'm like, no, two. Wait, wait. We used to do that. We used to do all of them at the start. Yeah, we yeah, did. that was a bad idea. We we course corrected. We have course corrected. Yes. What further course corrections do we have to make? Let us know in an email. Out of the drawing pan at gmo.com. All right, let's talk about the panic at the disco. I mean, panic at the party, palette party episode. I'm trying to think if that's an episode title, like panic at the palette panic at palette house no a palette full of panic Ooh, we'll workshop it okay. okay you know what honestly i forgot that this was th- that episode this was the episode where we got some very empty promises that have not been fulfilled to this day i was very upset but anyway we'll get there so like jacob said we are back in palette town where oak is hosting a lavish garden party at his lab in order to celebrate ash's accomplishments at the pokemon league which accomplishments i guess in quotes if you want to say it that way i mean i guess for his first ever league and the fact that he didn't train for shit maybe he did a good job yeah oak is being an enabler here he just scolded him for not training enough for the pokemon league and he throws him a party to celebrate it and where is gary first of all like oak is sitting there saying ash represented us but what about gary not mentioned he's off having an adventure or something i don't know yeah, where is he? What? Where is he at? He said he was on a new journey. I don't know what that means. Where? I don't know. It's a mystery. I was very... That was more interesting to me than all the rest of the stuff that happened this episode. Probably sent him ahead to the Orange Islands, but he hasn't heard from Gary in a couple weeks. So now he's got some other kids to kind of like trick into doing this thing for him. We don't know. I don't know when the next time we see Gary is actually, but... I do. 
Oh, you do know. I do okay, know. Okay, it's a surprise then. Okay. All right, so Misty has the great idea to let all the Pokemon out in order to celebrate with them because without the Pokemon, where would we be? So kudos to you, Misty. Ash wants to also let out Charizard, but that's a bad idea, and Brock and Misty stop him. Instead, Ash decides to go and get some food, and Team Rocket is somehow there running a noodle stall, and they have the great idea to sabotage Ash and friends by contaminating their food with really spicy sauce. Sounds like heaven to me. Oh, God, that sounds horrible. Spicy mustard. It's spicy mustard, wasabi, and what was the other one? Some kind of pepper? Was it like a... I have no idea. Sounded pretty good, though. That doesn't sound like a good time. I just thought, you know what? Honestly, I can't understand folks that really like spicy food. Like, I've met a couple people that are really into that. And I'm like, but doesn't that detract from the overall eating experience? Like, if you're wiping snot and tears away from your face while you're eating, that just doesn't seem like a good time. Well, most people don't have their snot and tears go into the food like you do, Alex. Rude. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Full disclosure, I have a very sensitive palate or something. I don't know. This is this causes great oh, palate. distress. For she me. said the word. Oh she yeah, palate. It's a special word. Anyway, I don't know what it is, Austin, and this causes me distress. And you know this, but somehow, even when I'm eating foods that are just temperature hot, not spicy hot, but temperature hot, my nose will run, and it's really embarrassing. Like, who wants to be wiping their nose while they're trying to eat? It's that coke habit you have. You got to put that aside. Apparently. Maybe it's because I have a deviated septum and it's something to do with my, like, nose. I have no idea. I just can't imagine willingly wanting to, like, torture yourself and cause yourself physical pain. Well, for some people, it's very pleasurable and it adds to the flavor of it. Your own, yeah. like, mucus membranes on fire that adds no, to the flavor? No, no. The spicy no, food. That. The spicy food is an enhancement. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, like, incredible spice. Not, like flavor spice not like oh yes okay a little texas peat or like cholula hot sauce like that's fine i completely understand have you guys tried that um ramen that's like korean ramen that's like supposed to be the hottest ramen or whatever Mm -mm. no that's pretty good i want to try it what is what brand is that i think it's either it's either in a black or red package we go to this like local asian mart near us and they have it there Oh my gosh! It you can smell it cooking. It it starts like draining you. It's that okay. Hot. Take a picture of that so I, so I can go by H Mart or something and pick it up. H Mart would have it for sure. I'll leave the spicy to the braver people. I digress. So Ash is like, oh, you guys are babies. You can't handle a little spice. And then of course he eats, and it's so hot that they're spewing fire out of their mouths. And while this is happening, Team Rocket apparently uses a bush as a disguise and like sneaks up in the bush and grabs Pikachu. And then they decide to announce themselves with the motto. And then their noodle stall turns into a balloon. It, like, comes out of the noodle stall and they, like, fly away as they bomb the party goers. They're hoping the party doesn't bomb. This was so unnecessary. Why are they throwing bombs down on the poor innocent people? (laughs) See, I wonder if these bombs, we see them explode, but they're, like... They never destroy anything. I don't know. There was like some chunks of like debris flying everywhere. Yeah, someone could have gotten like stabbed with that stuff and died. Oh my god. Well, anyway, Ash has the bright idea to stop them with Pidgeotto. Good old Pidgeotto. But Pidgeotto is pretty bad at dodging stuff because it gets hit by Arbok's poison sting and is dying on the ground. It was a very emotional scene. Ash was cradling it in his arms. 
It's a good catch, though. Yeah, he, like, flew forward and, like, slid and, like, caught Pidgeotto. All together, probably slid and caught him about eight feet. So that's pretty good. So Ash decides to call out Charizard in order to save Pikachu. And it doesn't listen, and it only cares after Team Rocket's bombs destroy the fruit tray that it was trying to eat off of. The one victim of the bombs. Yeah, these bombs are destructible. <laughs> the first eight they threw, I guess, were smoke ones, but this one is actual. It's an actual bomb. Charizard is very enraged by this and decides to go and attack Team Rocket because he can't have his, like, banana or pineapple or whatever he was trying to eat. And only then do we save Pikachu. Hooray! And now the episode takes a completely different turn because now Oak has an errand for us. Yeah, this this transition was different for me. Like, I didn't realize rewatching this is how they transitioned to the Orange Islands aspect of the show. I thought we just kind of got there, like magically. Like we, we landed there. I forgot I forgot all about <laughs> these like transition episodes here. I forgot there was an actual motive for us going there. Same. You're not the only ones to forget about the GS ball. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> the GS ball. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. I also did think the same thing, Jacob. I thought like one day, like we would just transition immediately. Like they would already be on the island. Like- Brock would already be gone, and Tracy was just there, and we're already on the island, and no explanation. Yeah. <laughs> Did you accidentally, like, skip four or five episodes yeah. of watching this as a kid, Alex? Yeah, probably. Okay. It was very sporadic. I just, you know what, when I got it, and I watched it on, like, WB, I got, I took what I could get. Like, I, I didn't have an order that I watched stuff in, so things were confusing to me. That's so interesting, because I remember as a kid being like, okay, what are they going to do now? Where are we going? What's going to happen? What's, where, where, there's nothing more to do. What are we going to do? We did what we we're supposed to do. I will also say the transition is clunky, but it's not as clunky as y'all are making it out to be. It goes on Pidgeotto getting hurt to Oak looking at Pidgeotto. And then he asked them for a favor. Right. Like, and by the way, I have an important errand, which I would have asked my grandson to do, but he's off on a mysterious adventure. And it can't be warped. Remember the item they're getting. So that also plays a factor into this. So they can't like put it in like the postal mail and like just send it over like snail mail. Like what? Well, you know, the shipping freights from the Orange Islands to Kanto are outrageous. Oh, apparently. It's much cheaper to send a child to do an errand for you. Yeah, for sure. Do they have we seen a mailman at any point? Or is everything teleported? Do we see a mailman? There's an episode about a mailman Pidgey. I remember that. Like clearly. a carrier man. Like the old, like, yeah, like in the carrier 40s. Pidgey. Carrier pigeon. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, Pelipper's kind of like a mailman. I mean, at least he's a mailman in, like, the Mystery Dungeon games and, like... Send a crow. Send a crow? What? Who the fuck is Send a crow? Send a crow. Oh. Like Game of Thrones. Oh. I was like, wait, was this some kind of, like abomination between like cyndaquil and like corviknight or something like let's space it out send a crow like game of thrones okay got it got okay it. Right. well apparently postage rates are absolutely absurd and they can't just send it in the mail so oak has a request and he has to send the twerps to go to valencia island in the orange archipelago which this is really exciting for them because they're imagining a luxury beach vacation which they're not wrong well no of course not but we have to go see Professor Ivy, which I don't know if you guys caught this, but first Oak misgenders Professor Ivy and calls her a he. And then Misty says her in like the very next sentence. So. Oh, that was bad. Editing. That was bad. Was that? <laughs> that was bad. I don't know how that got through. I mean, there's so many things that are the audio's messed up on in these early episodes. But anyway, they decide to go on this errand and they're now in the forest when suddenly they're attacked by a bunch of Spiros. 
and we get a flashback sequence where Ash is having PTSD about the Spiro that attacked him in like the first episode. And he thinks that this is the Spiro because it's led by a an angry Firo, and he thinks this is the one that he actually hit with the rock. And it's out to get him. I didn't realize that wasn't actually confirmed. It was just like, Ash is like, that must be the same Spiro. I was hoping it was. There'd be like a lump on its head still from when the rock hit oh it my or God. something. That would <laughs> be, be awesome. hilarious. Yeah, they should have done that. But I think it's funny that Ash thinks that. Like, he still remembers that far back. Like, this thing's out to get me. I like to believe that it is. I mean, why else would it have a vendetta? I think it is the same Spiro, but I think it wasn't portrayed very well no not at all because we're on the same route ash should have mentioned something like at the beginning like oh this is the same route i took to get to your gym brock or something like that they don't have that kind of continuity that would be nice but they don't no and there's where misty fished me out of the river and there's where we got (laughs) struck by lightning oh this would have been a perfect nostalgia trip like they hit this trail like oh this is a where it all began, and this is the new beginning. Maybe uh, that'd been cool. Look, you, in the dirt there, you can see the trail where I dragged Pikachu on a rope. The yeah. singe marks from the lightning attack. <laughs> yeah. It's like the moon. There's no erosion. Every footstep just stays there. It's great. Oh, look at this feather that Ho dropped for me. Oh, whoops, I missed that earlier. Oh, my God. <laughs> Regardless, Ash is, I think he's at this point picked up by the Firo by his, like, backpack, and then he is dropped into the tree the same tree that Team Rocket is trapped in when they, like, got blasted off from their balloon. And they can't leave the tree because there's a bunch of Pidgey and Pidgeotto in the tree who are too scared to fly away because every time they do, the Spearow attack them. So they're all trapped in the tree. They're really making look like the Spearows and Fearows are the superior bird, bird Pokemon. They don't seem all that threatening to me, but maybe I don't know. I've never been attacked by, like, a giant, like, six-foot bird, so... Oh, my God, my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, no, I can see why it's it's pretty scary. Birds in general, even, like, little birds, I'm not a big fan of, so maybe I am being... Okay, so you like dinosaurs, but you don't like modern-day bon- dinosaurs. Dinosaurs don't, like exist in the same sense anymore so they exist in picture books and stuff so they're not that scary (laughs) but when the actual dinosaurs the birds have you ever been like chased after by like a goose or a chicken i mean that shit's scary not yet i mean geese are really mean a chicken chickens can they have the spurs and shit like roosters have the spurs they can they can like really fuck you up what if they had a jetpack alex would you like them if they had a jetpack that would be even worse would that, wouldn't that just be redundant at that point? <laughs> no, it would be like an enhancement to the flying. It would make it faster. That's worse. That sounds like a Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> what would you call that Digimon? A bird with a jetpack. Nanomon. Nanomon. Like aerodynamicsmon or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, you know what? Birds are scary. Like when they flap. The flapping. I mean, that's... I remember one time I had a friend in high school and we were at a restaurant or something and we were like walking back out to go to our cars in the parking lot and this bird it must have had a nest nearby or something because the bird like swooped down and started like attacking her (laughs) and we had to run i mean it was scary fuck birds i can see why now that they were too scared to leave the tree i was too unnecessarily harsh i was like oh why don't they just leave the tree no now i can see why Anyway, Ash has a good idea to use Team Rocket as a distraction. So he like... Love this. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> oh my god. Ash, every time he uses people as like physical bait. The best. But he shakes them out of the tree. They fall, but then are chased by the Spiro and Firo. 
as they like run away screaming and he's like okay Pidgeotto's you're free but it's too scared still they're all too scared to leave um and then this the Fero comes back and this is where we have the moment our beloved Pidgeotto evolves yay it's about time that was really badass actually what when it evolved yeah yeah it was yeah We'll talk more about that. I really don't have anything to say. Well, I like that it's like um, when it's being beaten or something like that. It, I always think that's the coolest time for a Pokemon to evolve. It's when it's like up against the rope, it's had enough, and then it goes like to the next level or whatever. That's always the best time to have one evolve. I tried to recall it, and it was like, uh-uh, I'm evolving. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you've done enough, Pidgeotto. Just take a rest. But like in the games, Pokemon can't evolve mid-battle, you know? No. No. That would be cool. a cool mechanic. Like, if it evolved in, like, middle of the battle, kind of like this scenario here, and then, like, all its ailments got healed, like Pidgeotto's did, and it's like, that would be that would be tough. That would add some, like, another element, I think, to the games. There is Mega Evolution. Yeah, that's lame, though. Okay. Oh, no. What? <laughs> lame. Ooh, Mega Pidgeot. <laughs> Mega Pidgeot. I think Mega Evolution is better than, like, Z-Move. Oh, I mean, yeah. of, like, the gimmicky stuff they do. I mean, I thought Mega Evolution was pretty cool. That was the best one, but I did not like the Z moves, and I didn't like the Gigamax thing. Dynamaxing. You know what we are fans of? Pidgeot, because it's so cool. Pidgeot is cool. I think it's underrated, but it is cool. Did they mess up the names with this one? No. Should It, it should be Pidgey, Pidgeot, Pidgeotto. Oh, you mean like in the game programming? Yeah. Oh, you mean like the naming convention in general? Yeah. Like the name should get longer, right? Yeah, that's how like I think it should be... Ride on to Rye Horn, but instead it's Rye Horn to Rye Dawn. They, yeah. I, I, you, they absolutely messed that up. Because that just sounds better for like an evolution. Like you got because it adds. It's just to, a T and an O added onto the name minus a T and O. So it's like Pidgey, Pidgeot, and then Pidgeotto. Just like they messed up Butterfree and Venomoth. Yeah. Oh my God, we're not. Doing <laughs> <that>. <laughs> okay, I got their Japanese names right here. It goes Popo, Popo, Pigeon, and Pidgeot. Oh, so its oh, okay. Japanese name is the same? Apparently. Popo. That is so cute. I love that. They should have kept Popo. Popo. <laughs> What's the middle one? Pigeon? Pigeon. P- pigeon. Yeah, like the bird. Pigeon. Which is funny because we have P-Dove later, which is a pigeon. What is P- uh, P-Dove's like, Japanese name? Oh, let's find out. Okay. P-Dove's Japanese name is Mame Pato. Oh, okay. It evolves into Hotobo and then into Kenhalo. Ooh. Ooh. I was just curious, considering that Pidgeotto is Pigeon, but okay. We have Pidgeot, which is pretty damn awesome, and we only get to see it for like two seconds, which really sucks. I wrote in my notes, all caps, we were robbed of Pidgeot. We were. We were, we were fucking robbed of Pidgeot. It was a travesty what they did to Pidgeot. This was this part was really interesting. So they, they're battling. Oh my god. This part was really awesome. Ash gets on Pidgeot's back. This made me even more upset because could you imagine the amount of problems we could solve in the future going forward <laughs> if Ash had kept Pidgeot and they could fly on it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. This is like, it's over at this point. What You got the bird. You can literally fly to the island. Right? It's there, you know? I hate, Hob- oh the Hobbit did this too. I hate it. Oh, but the eagle, we can't have that argument because if they had just rode on the eagles, it would have invalidated the entire thing. And so... I thought the eagles made a conscious decision not to fly them. Yeah, they did. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't, something, I'm probably butchering this and I apologize to any like super Lord of the Rings fans, but I thought like they were worried about like corruption or something. 
Maybe oh, maybe not. Okay. I don't know. I got over it pretty quick. They didn't want to get involved. And with a mile left to walk, they flew him there, so. It just makes me upset because I was thinking about the movie and, like, all the trainers that, like, flew over to one island and, like, Ash could easily Fero flown. Kid. Well, yeah, maybe what happened to, to Fero Kid would have happened to Ash, but. Could Brock and Misty, maybe he was worried about leaving them? I guess that would be a barrier. They could solve so many problems, but. Ash on Pidgeot's back was really fucking cool. It was. It was cool. It was also really cool when Pidgeot was like, I'm going to go, but Ash, get on my back first. Yeah, like, fly with me, and then then he abandons him. But this all this other part was also cool, because they're, like, having their middle, like, mid-air battle. Ash tries to then catch the Fero, which he doesn't succeed, but could you imagine if he did catch it? I can. Ooh, why? In Adventures or something? Close. What? It's that movie. The Electric Tail of Pikachu. Oh. He catches a Fero? He catches this Fero. And what, to what end, like, what becomes of it? It becomes one of his main party members. Nice. Cool. See, all the things we could have had but never got. It would have been the perfect replacement, obviously. But then, of course, it would have made much sense because Pidgeot stays behind specifically to protect the forest from Fero. Whatever. So he never ends up catching it. Sad. But after it's defeated, Ash leaves it behind to guard all the other Pokemon. And then straight up lies to his face about how he'll be back. And yep. never does come back i hate when ash does this he gets like the final form it's great pokemon very oh, useful to him and he just dumps it gudra oh my god yeah oh my god we're all getting to that one <laughs> <laughs> he did gudra so dirty he leaves it in like the fairy forest land to be like harassed and antagonized by florgis for the rest of its life it didn't want to go it absolutely okay, okay, didn't okay. want to go. <laughs> he just kicks it Rain out. it in, rain it in. I'm sorry, I'm emotional <laughs> about it. Oh, God. Jacob, you're so right. He completely just... I don't know why he did th- what he did, but he he does. He leaves it and says, after we get the GS ball, well, special Pokeball, we'll come back for you and never to be seen again. I hope Pidgeot, Pidgeot lived a good, fulfilling life in the forest. Yeah. We'll never know. We'll never know. Good lord. What ending? So my understanding is he did not say we'll come back in the Japanese version. He just said, okay, you're going to stay here with your new flock. Bye. But I can't find that on Bulbapedia, so citation needed. I think Journeys would be a really good time to revisit some of these things and, like, go back to the woods and find it, but that would be make too much sense. Ash hasn't visited Misty in Journeys. God. I try not to keep get my hopes up for anything like that because it when it inevitably doesn't happen, it's just like, oh, shit, they could have done that, but then they didn't. Well, we didn't see. Firo came back with reinforcements. Killed Pidgeot. Some other killed yeah, yeah, killed Pidgeot. He finds him on the ground just they sitting there. They ate it. <laughs> just oh, my a skeleton. God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, like you said, we'll never know. Yeah, he's just enabling a turf war. Could have just, like, honestly, could have just caught it and saved the whole forest the trouble. True, true. We're off to a, a great start, I must say, though, for the Orange Island series, though, aren't we? This is phenomenal. Getting rid of one of our beloved Pokemon yep, to start getting out one with. one of the best Pokemon. Great start. Yep. Does anyone have any else they'd like to add? Or are we ready to move on to our most viable player, our least viable player, and our quote that had the most impact? We ready? Yep. All righty. All right, Alex, you're going to be kicking us off first, followed by Austin, and then I'll bring it home. Hopefully you guys don't take everything by then. You know, I struggled with these two episodes, you know, honestly, with the quotes part, because, 
even though a lot happened, I don't know, nothing really like stood out to me as far as quotes, but I guess the one part at the very beginning where Meowth, like Team Rocket are cooking the food at the noodle stall and he just says, we finally have the recipe for successipi. Well done. And MVP, I'm going to be super obvious and give it to Pidgeot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Pidgeot deserves it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We never see. Okay. I know we've had this discussion before, but like when Pidgeotto appeared and saved the day, like he hardly got any recognition that he deserved. So I'm glad he got his little glow up moment and defended the forest folk and sadly got left behind. But anyway, good guy Pidgeot. LVP, I'm going to give it to Ash. For lying to Pidgeot. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, that's no explanation further than that. Just he lied. Loser. My go. I'm. I have some funny quotes, but I'm not going to do them because instead I'm going to do <laughs> what? a moment that I feel like we all need to focus on. Oh my gosh, I think I know what you're talking about. Do you? I, I wonder. <laughs> I just wonder if it's the same one. Okay. I'm curious. They're all in Oak's lab. So not when Delia tells him to change his underwear. Okay. Not that. They're all in Oak's lab, and Missy starts talking about how great Pidgeotto is. She's like, Pidgeotto's so great. Oh. Brock says, Pidgeotto was staying up to any kind of attack for Ash. Missy says, too bad Charizard isn't like Pidgeotto. And I'm like, this is Pidgeotto's moment to shine. Let's <laughs> all give a round of applause for Pidgeotto. I knew what was coming right then. Yep. Yeah, it'd been nothing but loyal and nothing but competent and <laughs> giving its best all at all times. Even though we ignore it all the time and then abandon it. Yeah, you know when they start hyping up shit like that and paying specific attention to certain things that you're like, oh, something's going to yep. happen. Like It's like our ending to the Pokemon yep. League with that one character who we did not say ah, his name. We don't talk about him, but he's in the past. <laughs> My MVP is going to be Misty for three reasons. First of all, what she did just now, which is acknowledge Pidgeotto. She also, when they were at the Pallet Town party, was the one who said that they should let the Pokemon out of their balls to celebrate the party, which I'm like, yeah, y'all should do that way more often than you do. Thirdly, she corrects Professor Oak sternly when he misgenders Professor Ivy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She had a good episode, didn't she? Yeah, good for Misty. Already off to a great Orange Island for her. I mean, the only thing that she did that wasn't, like, great, in my opinion, was she excluded Charizard, which... yeah. No, she was right to do so. Charizard was causing a a mess. I mean, Charizard's out of control, but maybe he's acting out out of like, he doesn't get any attention or love or care. And so he's like acting out because that's all he can do to get any kind of attention. Mm -hmm. Poor Charizard. I don't think I have an LVP. Misty for leaving out Charizard. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give LVP to Charizard for causing a ruckus at the party. God, that was mine. That was not cool, Charizard. He's like a toddler having a tantrum. Shut up, Charizard. Oh, my God. I, didn't, I was going to do like a clever quote or whatever, but looking at it, I, something that stuck out to me is when Ash is memorying, like having that memory of him throwing the Pokeball at the Spiro, when he hits it, Spiro, like he gives it like anthropomorphic, like a hmm. It sounds like very human. And I was like, that that's hilarious that he remembers it. Like Spiro goes, hmm. He goes like, hmm. Like an actual human. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty funny that he remembers it that way. So my quote, that's going to be my quote. Just Sparrow going, hmm. Just to mix it up a little bit. Oh my God. My LVP, I'm going to give it to Team Rocket since no one's taken them. Mainly because of people like Alex who are very sensitive <laughs> to spicy food. And for them to put that on someone potentially is awful. Contaminating food is a crime. Yes, it is for sure. Tampering. So there you go. 
as is bombing a guard party. Yeah. MVP. I'm going on a limb here. I'm going to give it to Oak here, Professor Oak. Oh, that is a limb, an Oak Shocking. limb. Yes. It is, yeah, exactly. Good catch. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Ivy thing was bad. I'm not including that. But I'm including the part where he gives us a reason to continue the series. Mm. So if it wasn't for Oak, we could have probably stopped with Ash. This probably would have been the last episode. Just the little party and it would have been over. But Oak gives us a reason to keep going here. So good for him. If it wasn't for Oak, they would have gone to Johto 30-something episodes earlier. And we would have had 30 more Johto episodes. And so thank God for Oak. <laughs> thank God for Oak. <laughs> He's the real, he's the ultimate MVP. Oh my gosh. Does anyone else have anything to say or does that wrap up the palette party panic? I think it's time for a scare in the air. A scare in the air or in the Japanese version, it is called The Airships, A Hardship. I didn't know you were looking up the Japanese titles now. Yeah, I found that that's actually pretty clever, isn't it? I like that title a little better. Why are both of these titles like anxiety inducing? Like panic, scare, why? All right, scare in the air. Let's do this. Do this bad boy. Okay, Jacob. Three, two, one, go. All right, so the children or twerps agree to Oak's task, and Ash wins a trip on a blimp to go to the Orange Islands. And it turns out that Team Rocket is going to be the head of this new blimp, thanks to Giovanni, who gives him the title of the Blimp Brigade. This is supposed to be a prestigious unit, but it's really not. They're losers, and Oak, Giovanni hates them. The twerps get on the blimp, and it turns into a disaster. It starts falling apart, and there's something kind of air-water cycle that happens here that don't make sense. Uh, there's a ghost on there that scares them. Team Rocket gets blown away by Pikachu, and then Brock somehow miraculously lands the blimp safely, and we're continuing Time. our adventure. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> this is my episode to do. I didn't take very many notes, actually. What an episode. This is very much a destination A, or uh, location A to destination B kind of episode. We are walking to the island. I have so many Ash- questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was <laughs> Oh my god. Ash says, we're going to walk to Valencia Island. It's going to take a month to walk there. I'm like, at the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, what exactly was his, like, thought process here? And nobody corrects him or anything? I mean, was he thinking he was going to, like, corral some, like, water Pokemon? Were they going to do the same shit they did in the Santa episode where they, like, strap the oh Pokemon to yep. a raft? Like, what? And he swims, too. Yeah. Well, they, they got to the North Pole in an afternoon. I think they could get to the Orange Islands a lot quicker than that. A yeah. month? He's saying a month. But remember, they also are very crafty, too. Because remember, they've made multiple boats throughout our ventures to the Pokemon League. So. They've, stolen well, they've stolen a lot of boats. boats. They stole it. Maybe that was the plan. <laughs> they're crafty. They're crafty. <laughs> when they're on that island, they built that log raft. They cut down trees. It took them about a 30 minutes to build a raft. So who knows? My God. Well, Professor Oak apparently has not given the twerps any money or means of transportation to Valencia Island. I have a question. Yes. Sorry, in this the same like vein, Brock has this guidebook because he's like the king of guidebooks or something. But all he can find, like, it just baffles me to no end. Like, this is clearly a hot destination vacation spot area, like Valencia Island. Like, there's no ferry or like any sort of consistent transportation like little prop plane or boat like nothing like all brock can find in the freaking guidebook is like a blimp that's how you get there there was an ad for the blimp on the back of the book and brock was like well that's how we have to get there like is by blimp i'm shocked i'm just shocked so they stop at a (laughs) 7-eleven ash has gotten snacks for the walk to the island he got a bunch of doritos 
Pikachu is being forced to carry a very environmentally unfriendly giant plastic bag that he can't hold up. What if Pidgey, Pidgeot choked on the bag? You know, like they, they have like those the rings that you have the drinks in, and you see him come back and he's just struggling with that thing. Yeah, cut your uh, plastic rings and like when you throw away your masks, like detach the little ear loops. Oh, I didn't know that about the mask. Yeah. Oh, shit. <gasps> Every oh, time no. you throw away a mask, I read this. Every time you throw away one of your like surgical masks, take the little mask loopies off because that way it doesn't get stuck around an animal's neck. Okay, I learned that. Thank you. That was my environmental PSA of the day. Be mindful. Shit, I killed Pidgeot. Okay. No wonder we never saw it come back. <laughs> yeah, Thanks a lot, Austin. <laughs> way to go. Okay, so we've all gotten some Doritos and shit. And Ash is like, I know what we can do. We can win a free blimp ride with the the 7-Eleven lottery I love stand this part. kiosk. <laughs> I love how he's so sure. They're, like, even call him out on it, too. They're like, there's no way you're going to win. Why? How can you just sit there and say that? And he, like, fucking wins. Like, Yeah, cut to Ash wins. Everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? And he wasn't <laughs> and shocked. We're, we're moving on. He wasn't shocked at all. He, he knew immediately he was going to win. My guess is everybody wins this because nobody plays it ever. It's probably, like, guaranteed. I have a question about this whole situation. Like, Yes. Okay. <laughs> we see... A lady or somebody, like somebody else is doing the raffle when they walk up or whatever. And these two random raffle guys that are like set up at this booth, are they Team Rocket? Like what is happening here? Like how on earth did this whole scenario get engineered? Do they work for Team Rocket? Like I'm so confused. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay. Team Rocket has to be involved in some way. Like they may not be directly involved, but they are like a small business whatever if this was jesse and james and meow this would make perfect sense yes yeah because they're trying to get ash yes but no seemingly by total coincidence the same day team rocket has been assigned to giovanni's blimp more on that later ash wins a raffle to get onto that same blimp i thought that was giovanni's blimp like that was his blimp blimp. so then those raffle guys have to be affiliated with team rocket somehow because they're raffling off tickets to giovanni's blimp well we learn Team Rocket is talking to um, Giovanni on Skype. <laughs> FaceTime. And he's giving them a pr- new promotion to be on the Blimp Brigade, which they're very, very happy about. But it turns out Giovanni's actually setting them up to die. Yeah. Because. Oh, my gosh. This was He horrible. really is. Apparently, Giovanni just fucking loves Blimps because he has an entire wall of his office devoted <laughs> to frame pictures of Blimps. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But he loves blimps that much, but he doesn't like actual blimps in the real world because he's not been maintaining their maintenance and upkeep for decades, apparently. I love how he just keeps the insurance policy on the bucket. Yeah. That's what he he's does. He's concocted an insurance scam to send Jesse and James onto a blimp so it can crash and explode and he'll get a lot of money from it. That's amazing and terrible. <laughs> like, he's literally... he does. He does say he's planning to kill them because after they get off, he says, does talk about how like he wants to get rid of them and how this is yeah. the best way to do it. It's awful. It's crazy. This is Giovanni's best plan so far. It really is because it's it, no ties back. So I'm thinking maybe they say he has a whole fleet of destroyed blimps. So maybe these raffle guys are trying to get everyone a single one of these blimps to go in the air and to crash. That's how Giovanni gets rid of his worst employees, I guess, then. As he just keeps buying blimps and has them crash and whatever. So this is nothing more than a Team Rocket insurance scam. Yes, is what I guess. this is. I mean, in that way, it makes sense, but... 
Well, there are other employees too that like that don't directly work as Team Rocket people. Like, you remember that big island with the big Pokemon? You had like theme park attendants and stuff like that. So he does own a lot and has a lot of stuff going on. These guys might have just been like temps or something. Well, I guess the blimp workers that were like working in the airfield were not related to Team Rocket because they're like, you can't seriously be thinking of getting on that fucking thing. Like, these guys were so weird. Like, <laughs> they whispered blimp it. attendant guys. <laughs> Separate from the raffle guys, these are two other guys that are like the blimp workers. I don't even know. Yeah, okay. So they know that this blimp is in a state of disrepair and they're like, well, you can't go on it because it's haunted by a ghost. And I'm like, no blimp, guys. You can't go on it because it's going to fall out of the sky. <laughs> it's literally peeling. Because stuff that keeps the air in, I don't know, blimp mechanics or whatever, but it's literally peeling off the side. Like, this thing, it's abandoned. They wouldn't get on it if you paid them. Yeah. Million dollars, he says. What a little wacky episode. What a weird... Okay. So, Team Rocket sees the twerps. Were they surprised that the twerps were going on the blimp? Yeah, they didn't know that it was going to be them specifically. So by sheer coincidence, by the the forces of nature, this continues. Yes. They're linked by destiny. They're linked for all eternity. That's actually what kind of bothers me about some of the newer series is Giovanni is like, okay, Team Rocket, you're going to Alola. On the same day, Ash goes to Alola. It's too But I guess that started here. That started here. Mm -hmm. Team Rocket's like, okay, twerps, get on the blimp. And they're pretending to be like customer service people. Jigglypuff, meanwhile, is oh fucking around. We haven't seen it in a little while, but it's back now, and it's pulling levers at the airport. To <laughs> yeah. What did it, why was it fascinated with that? It thought it was a microphone. Okay. God knows how much death and destruction Jigglypuff has caused since we last <laughs> saw it. Mistaken things as microphones. It's raising cities across the land, like, fiery hell, like, following it. But I was going to ask... Do, so none of us here know a damn thing about blimp mechanics and how blimps no. work. No, no. Zep- Zeppelin. Zeppelins. I don't. Okay. The whole like I know we get like a blimp lesson later, which I know you'll talk about. But Jigglypuff pulling the lever is that true? Like okay, it was tied by a rope, and then it like pulled the lever, which released water. And then the blimp was then flying away. Like, I have no idea if any of this is true, how blimps work. Like, it's weird. It's like the blimp was ready to fly at any moment. All you had to do was pull the lever. Like, yeah. There's no other stuff that they checked or anything like that. It's just you pull the lever, it's gone. I would love to know if anybody here listening has any knowledge of blimps or zeppelins or anything. I'm quite interested. I'm Googling blimps now. We should have done our blimp research yeah. beforehand. But how would they have taken off if it wasn't for Jigglypuff, though? Like, who would have been outside there to pull the, the lever? The blimp what workers. Have, you think one of those guys? But they don't work for that blimp, though. Like, they won't go near it. Remember? I think they would have just sat there forever if Jigglypuff didn't come by. Yeah, they would have just been like, oh, because they don't know how to take off. Really? Yeah, we're going to learn. Okay, <laughs> yeah. we're going to learn. Jigglypuff causes them to launch into nowheresville. They're just up in the air now. Team Rocket is doing um, their waiter stuff. Can I just interrupt you really quickly? <laughs> Please go. Do it, do it. I'm sorry. I was looking at blimps as you were talking. Okay. Okay. And okay. this one thing people like when you Google it and it's like people also ask. And then one of the questions is why are blimps no longer used? Apparently blimps are extremely expensive to build and to fly. Airships require a lot of helium, which can cost up to $100,000 for one trip. No wonder Giovanni's trying to get rid of these things. I thought it was like, they're highly flammable too. 
Like, yes, they are. Giant, let's put this giant ball of gas in the sky and hope it doesn't get What's struck What's the famous by one that crashed? I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. The famous blimp crash. That was at the World's Fair or something, wasn't it? Hindenburg. It was the Hindenburg. Was that in Chicago? It was in New Jersey. New Jersey on its way to Chicago or something I like that? I have no idea. It just it was in 1937 and yeah. it caught fire and exploded. Apparently, 62 people survived. God, anyway, do war, wars in those things. Golly, that's crazy. Blimps are so fascinating. I always think of Batman the animated series and like the police yes. blimps over Gotham. Yes, at the very those beginning, were so cool. It had the spotlights on them. Yeah, those were awesome. That's the first. So thing impractical, though. Imagine the money going <laughs> into that. Defund <laughs> the police, that, Jesus. That's like that's like ninety nine percent of your budget's that blimp, and it does have spotlights on it so they can see the people do the crimes, but they can't catch them. It's like oh, we know you're there. It's like a game of mouse trap or something. They love their spotlights in Gotham. <laughs> it's all they got nobody wants to go in there i mean if you're a regular guy you want to fight like some guy with lizard skin biting people's heads off you just want to shine a light at him and hope he goes away (laughs) you want to know another interesting blimp fact yes according to the federal aviation administration only 128 people in the united states are qualified to fly an airship and only 17 of them are paid to do it full time well probably the goodyear blimp people only 25 blimps still exist today. Good year, blimp. 25 blimps exist. <laughs> Only about half of them are still in use, and it's mostly for advertising purposes. Have y'all ever looked up while driving and seen the Goodyear blimp? It's like, whoa, I've what are you seen doing it. here? I've seen it in person. Yeah, I have too. Yeah, I saw it at like you a... used to fly over my fucking apartment all the time. Really? Where you live now? No, my older apartment, because I live next to that airport. It oh. took off from there? Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw it all the time. Shocking. Oh, my gosh. I saw it at sporting events. Oh, my God. Don't, like, geolocate me now. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just... Now I'm, like, all into, like, blimp, like, facts and, like, the history of blimps and, like, the fact that it takes $100,000 to do one trip and the twerps are just like, oh, yay, a daily blimp ride. Like, like they're just running these on the daily to get people to Valencia Island. That's so bizarre. I guess the other blimps in that field are used, too, to get there. Sorry, completely derailed the conversation. No, I was just so confused about how people actually get to this island. They can walk. They can take a blimp that crashes every time. There's clearly or... got to be a better way. There's There's got to be a daily ferry. There's got to be a little prop plane that flies to and from the island. Like, there's clearly better ways to go. Brock is just a dumbass, and... <laughs> You're so right. Saw the blimp ad, like Austin said. Like, the blimp is the <laughs> probably last resort. For the record, I googled it. There's three Goodyear blimps, so Jeez. don't 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 figure out where we live from that. Anyway, oh my god, I'm sure people have figured it out by now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Thankfully, we only have a few listeners. So, Jigglypuff sends them up into a death flight. At, the twerps are all complaining about the accommodations, at which point Ash falls through the floor. Oh my, oh my god. Which is truly my nightmare, because... Falling through the floor of a blimp is your nightmare? Yeah, because you're on a fucking air contraption, and if you're going to fall through the floor right there, you can, you can fall through the floor anywhere. You could go anywhere. at any moment. That's a you can sinkhole do. could open up under your house. <laughs> <laughs> Theoretically, but I w- I'm a lot more concerned about that time I fell out of a blimp and only saved myself by, the- by my fingers. Yeah, hit every- skin of your teeth. Oh my god. I would just lay it on the floor at that moment 
and like moved at like the smallest increments possible. Because that way, maybe if one wave falls, you can like use your legs or arms to save yourself. But at that point, I'm done. I'm getting off somehow. We're God. done. My favorite part is the twerps don't tell the Team Rocket that they fell through a hole in the ground. They're just like, next thing you know, there's just some boards over that <laughs> patch. Of- <laughs> they just took a piece of plywood over it. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, the twerps are complaining about the cold soup they're being served. We get some racist terminology being used by James. Meowth is the chef. Jesse and James are like, well, wait, if you're the chef... Who's flying the plane? I love that. <laughs> and at this point, Team Rocket learns, oh, no one's driving the blimp. We're just going in some direction. It's on autopilot. Duh. They start panicking as I would. Meowth has a great quote because he checks the instruction manual. And I'm going to go ahead and say my quote. Let it ring. He says, I'll check under no pilot. Uh... At which point we get like a blimp lesson about like the weight of the water and the blimp and how you just like release the water to balance out. Is this is that true? Real? I mean, is this like how you really real. fly? Like blimps? What does he say? Like the ballast tanks or something? Like, is that true? Is that really how you fly a blimp? I think there are water tanks. Don't like, can you just like release them at any time? I don't know. If that's true. And also the the steering wheel or whatever is like a ship like a is that true too <laughs> is that a, true <laughs> it's like a pirate ship kind of thing or like an old you know okay 1700s navy here's a blimp another blimp fact do we want to hear another blimp fact yes we do this episode will be called blimp facts in some airships rain gutters were fitted to the hull to collect rainwater to fill the ballast water tanks during flight okay they suggest, okay, here's another thing. They suggest using 300 meter long propeller powered airships carrying just under 1 million liters of water. Giant blimps. How blimps work. Yeah, that's what we need. How blimps work. Is there water in there actually? Is there water in the Goodyear blimp? A blimp or airship controls its buoyancy in the air, much like a submarine does in the water. The ballonets act like ballast tanks holding heavy air. When blimps take off, the pilot vents air from the ballonets through the air valves. The helium makes the blimp positively buoyant in the surrounding air, so the blimp rises. The pilot throttles the engine and adjusts the elevators to angle the blimp into the wind. Okay, well, what about water? As the blimp rises, outside air pressure decreases and the helium in the envelope expands. Okay, blah, blah, blah. But where's where's the water? It sounds like the water's not real. Maybe this blimp, has never it's never been renovated, like Giovanni said. Maybe there's holes in the top, and it just filled with water. <laughs> the waters, rainwater, yeah, rainwater. So he just wrote it like in the manual. It's just like crossed that with a pen, and then wrote above it said, "Hey, lower the water level to balance out." Giovanni is writing the instruction manual for this blimp. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's, it was, it was <laughs> okay. Like a, it was a Pokemon color book. Conventional airships need to take on ballast, typically water, to compensate for the weight of cargo once it is delivered. I guess some use water, some use air. I have no idea. Some, please God, some blimp expert weigh in. I guess the older ones may have used water. I don't know. We probably sound like idiots to people who know about blimps. I'm sorry we're not blimp experts. <laughs> All we know is this episode of Pokemon. I'm so sorry. Oh, here's a Goodyear blimp website. Oh my God, it's all about the Goodyear blimp website. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you could probably follow it or something. Okay, here's number five, ballast. The new water ballast, which holds up to 185 gallons, or approximately 1,385 pounds of water, allows the pilot to harmlessly reduce the weight while in flight. How fascinating. Okay. I think I'm going to call it no more blimp talk. No more blimp talk. Because we're running running so long. James waterboards Jigglypuff. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. That's basically what he does, though. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Jigglypuff really gets, like, salted with, with water. Probably really heavy. Well, maybe I shouldn't have fucking stowed away, okay? Just leave us all alone. I felt really bad for it, because at one point it winces in fear when the thing opens to release more water on it. Oh, yeah, that was pretty sad. But at this point, the entire blimp is seesawing in the air. There's some weird editing mistakes where at one point you hear Squirtle for no reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a random shot of Team Rocket, like where they shouldn't be for a split second on accident, clearly. Yeah, what was that? They're in the back when it's supposed to be in the front or something like that. It's it, This is all over the place. This is a mess. Jesse and James don't want to crash the blimp because they don't want to let Giovanni down because they don't know they're being set up to be killed by him. Meanwhile, the twerps don't seem to react to this very much, other than the fact that Togepi is now missing, so we gotta find it. Meanwhile, all the water tanks are empty, and Jigglypuff takes us as the opportunity to climb into the blimp from its, like, random loose rope it's holding on to. Somehow it ends up under a sheet and becomes a ghost. It was like a, a sheet that was over some, like pallets or something down on the bottom deck like no it was a boxes. table or some or maybe table, it was a, yeah like a table clock. yeah it's trying to sing into a thing it thought was a microphone and then it gets trapped okay the twerps are looking for togepi no one mentions the possibility that togepi has fallen through a hole which is what it, my first thought would have been they don't want to scare misty that's the reason why they don't just say the worst thing out loud they're all thinking it they all know it's gone oh, they okay. just don't say it yeah <laughs> that's a lot more tactful than i would expect from ash and brock <laughs> They all end up in, like, the innards of the blimp. No explanation. They just, like, walk in there, because they're like, well, we looked everywhere else. And then Team Rocket takes this moment to attack. I, I don't think the twerps figure out that Team Rocket is their, like, blimp staff. <laughs> I think they think it's cool. Like, the air staff has just disappeared, and Team Rocket's here now. I don't know. So they have a battle. Uh, Ash wants to send Pikachu out to Arbok and Weezing, but they're like, that's stupid. Pikachu would kill us all. So instead, Brock sends out Geodude, who throws Weezing through the blimp, and the entire thing falls apart with one tear. Any battle would have blown this thing apart. It, you could have sent out any Pokemon, bad things would have happened. So Exactly. After Brock and Geodude destroy the blimp with one swift movement, Brock says, Oh no, the storm is tearing the blimp apart. Shut the fuck up, Brock. <laughs> he Classic deflection. <laughs> he deflects blame. It was perfect. <laughs> as they all careen to their death <laughs> at this point we get a horror a shot it's like a horror movie shot of togepi like walking around the scaffolding like the skeletal structure of the blimp as a lightning strikes behind it it was really scary i think jigglypuff is a ghost floating around and we're i'm just ignoring that because it's stupid yeah don't worry about it okay the book's falling <laughs> apart oh <my> <laughs> That's secondary to what's happening. <laughs> yeah, who cares about that? Missy's like, I gotta climb up there and grab Togepi. And Ash is like, okay, we use Bulbasaur as a method of holding you so you don't fall instead of having Bulbasaur just grab Togepi real quick. Whatever. Do you think their plan was to hurt Misty? <laughs> Were they trying to maybe <laughs> throw Misty off board? <laughs> maybe Misty was the one that's supposed to be gone, not Brock. And this is our chance. Oh my god. It. Misty tragically dies. How did they not all get sucked out? Like, apparently they're in a giant, like, thunder cell, like, storm, and the wind is whipping around, and they're just standing there, like, exposed to the outside air, careening madly out of control. Like, how are they not getting, like, ripped out of the blimp? Well, because Bulbasaur is holding Misty around the waist. No, like, all the rest of them, like, didn't get sucked no, out. Like Alex, Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur is holding Misty with his vines. Yes. Okay. That secures them. That secures it all of them. It secures all of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even though it, he's only holding on to Misty. Yeah. Okay. They're grounded. Sorry. 
Team Rocket apparently falls out of the balloon. Oh my god, they- I wasn't even paying attention to that. They fucking die. Like, they die. Like, literally. Do they get blown out by the wind? What happens there? They fall through a hole. The hole- They get sucked out. I think they do get sucked out. Like, um, Okay. That hole that um, Weezing and Geodude made, they get sucked out through that. And on the way out, they grab some of the tarp that is layered to keep the air in or whatever. And they fall. And then they make like a makeshift parachute out of that fabric, that tore. And then Jigglypuff is on top somehow, sings. They all go to sleep. And then Team Rocket falls like, I don't know, a cri- like just way from up in the air. They the fall ocean. several hundred feet yeah. into the ocean, which... As you know, if you hit water from a f- distance of that high, I mean, it's practically like hitting concrete. How they're not dead. And, well, actually, we don't know because we never see them again for the rest of the episode. Um, so they're dead in the ocean. And <laughs> no, not they, only. Um, they live. Well, it, it's explained how they live. Okay. They, they don't. They're also asleep. And how they don't drown from like being asleep in the water is also beyond me. But whatever. That saved their life, too, because they're asleep and they hit the water in such a relaxed state. It doesn't hurt them. They have bones made out of, like, adamantium or something. Like. Ooh. <laughs> that, well, then they would sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's true. Maybe not. That's why Wolverine can't swim. Anyway, I broke down. Now the fucking gas is going everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it really? I don't know what is that's referring o- to. Is it opened? The gas? No, the ga- There's, like, gas balloons inside the blimp. Oh, my God. <laughs> they could have done something really cool here and gave them all high-pitched voices. <laughs> like when, like they're, you know, when you get helium in your mouth or whatever, nose messes yeah. up you. Like it could sound like chipmunks. That would have been great. My next note is, oh God, and now we're using the Pokemon weights to steer the blimp. Except for Onyx. <laughs> this is like when they were in the the SS. Absolutely. Like, where, was it the SS Anne? No. SS Anne, St. Anne, St. Anne, yeah. It sank to the bottom of the ocean and they had to like use the weights of all the Pokemon to like run from like one side of the ship to the other. Which would would not work. I don't think that's how this would work. I think they would just careen out of the sky. Also, ships are not like 20 feet long. They're like several hundred feet long. And you couldn't run back and forth to one side. Onyx was there too. And did you notice that like when he, when Brock threw out Onyx, he immediately recalled it. Mm-hmm. Onyx only weighs 200 pounds. So what's the big fucking problem? Yeah, it doesn't weigh that much. But the blimp was falling at such a slow rate and they were <laughs> over water. <laughs> That probably would have been the safest way for them to land it at that moment. Because it was literally just kind of falling slowly. And they're over a body of water. They could just made it landing that way. But, you know, we're not thinking that far. No, we got to get to the island, Jacob. That's our destination. <laughs> That's we right. got to get, get to, to that island. We got to get to the island. And apparently it works because they, like, you know, kind of crash land into an airstrip with no one around. Brock pulls a Sully Sullivan and crash Ooh. lands this. No, then they would have landed on the water. Oh, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot they landed on land, yeah. Could you imagine if they had an episode where, like, a bunch of Spiros, like, flew into the propellers of the blimp or something, and then they had to... They're still following them? (laughs) And they they got a knocked-out Pidgeot on their back? Oh, my fucking God. Pidgeot gets sucked into the turbine and... (laughs) Trying to chase back and get get back to Ash? We do the the continuity here. So they're on the Orange (laughs) Islands now. Oh, my God. Oh my god. What a weird episode. Okay. <laughs> I love how the the blimp is in absolute wreckage, like when they crash land on the island. Nobody's hurt and we have zero emergency personnel. Like nobody's running out saying, What the hell? Like nothing. That's probably a typical landing for that thing. Probably. It's so beat up. It's probably oh god, they made it. Nobody wants to touch it either. Remember the ghost? So 
was there actually a ghost? Like, I misremembered this episode, and I thought for sure there was, like, a Gengar on the blimp, but there was no actual ghosts. There's a ghastly and a haunter on a sunken ship soon. Ooh. Is that what you're thinking of? Maybe. I, maybe I misremembered. There's too many, like, airship, regular ship disasters. I can't keep them all straight. Thank God they all survived. They, uh, everyone makes it, and we're on our first island. We're on the Orange Island. Yay! Yay! Orange Island. Yay! <laughs> what a great start. What a disaster episode. I mean, it was great, but jeez. Thank you, Austin, for that summary. You guys ready for the MVP, LVP, and the quotes? Aye, aye, Captain. We'll see what happens. Let's see if we're not full of hot air here. Alex, hey. you're first, followed by myself, and then Austin. Twice in a row, my God. All right, let's see. I didn't even have, like, this is probably crazy. I didn't have any quotes, really, for this episode. The one I did write down was when Misty, when they're about to get on the airship, and Misty's like, those guys told us that a whole bunch of ghosts lived in there. And James says, oh, they must have been from a rival blimp line. Dang it, that That was was mine. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That was, like, the only quotable moment. I love how, do we even see any other blimps, or is it just that one blimp? Just that one. I think. Anyway, regardless. So I'm going to give my LVP to Jigglypuff. Cause Team Rocket to fall to their deaths and we never see them again for the rest of the episode. So question mark. And I'm going to give MVP to Brock in this episode. Whoa, Brock. (laughs) Why is that so surprising? Uh, Okay, okay. why? Because he freaking piloted them in the crisis moment they were having like he jumped in to save the day he's like i'll fly the blimp okay but was he actually doing anything with there being about 300 different holes in the blimps i don't know i look i gave him points for being proactive he tried to do something and okay fair he was the only one like misty and ash were just stunned into inaction i don't even know what the hell they were doing but at least Brock had the bright idea of like, okay, let's weigh the ship down and let's steer the damn thing. So good job, Brock. For me, I will start off with my quote. This comes from our man Geo. And it's right after Geo assigns <laughs> Team Rocket to the prestigious Blimp Brigade. And he goes, gets off the Skype call, goes, hey, those idiots are only fit for the Blunder Brigade. My LVP also is going to go to Geo here for bad airline policies and not keeping up his aircraft. Mm. And for running an insurance scam. And then my MVP, I'm giving it to Misty for risking her life for Togepi. Because that was pretty scary. Togepi was on the edge there. Good for you, Misty, for going after your Pokemon. Not sure if you would have done it for anyone else, but good for Togepi, I guess. Fucking Togepi. Okay, my quote, I already said it was the Meow saying, I'll check under no pilot in the instruction manual. But I'll also throw in Ash saying when he wins the lottery, I guess he can't lose them all. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> pretty good. My MVP is going to be Giovanni for being a... Su- <laughs> MVP? <laughs> for concocting a good evil plan. Oh, and also I really appreciate his wall of blimp photos. That was an interesting touch. He's a blimp enthusiast. My LVP is going to be Brock <gasps> for sending out Onyx to weigh them down and then immediately being like, Onyx, never mind, come back. That was just messy. That's it. Does that wrap up a scare in the air? I believe so. Austin, what are we doing next recording? Pokeball Peril and the Lost Lapras. Why are there so many like danger crisis, like scare in the air, panic, peril? Ah, We're also using a lot of alliteration here. Yeah, they are. 
Alright, so we have those to look forward to next week. Does anyone have any closing thoughts? Are we doing our thing that we do? We already know we are. Let's pull up a chapter. <laughs> Hold on. We'll read a chapter. For all you people out there who are waiting with bated breath for us to do a terrible reading of My Immortal. Yes. So catch that post-show, I guess. But before that, we'd like to just say thank you all for listening. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. Again, that is outofdryingpan. You can be like Jimmy and suggest us a nice show. And be sure to join us next time as the journey continues. Where did we leave off? I forgot. Chapter 25. Chapter 25. Okay. Thank you, Austin, for being the only one of us to ever be on top of anything. It's because I edit the episode, so I remember it really well. Because oh, I had to listen to it like three or four times. Oh, good God. job. Alex, your name is first on the randomizer. What the fuck? Jacob, you're sabotaging this. I'm not. You are I making swear, sure you don't I read swear, these chapters. I, I don't I mind. It. I actually I like reading them, but okay, okay. I'm I actually swear shocked. I'm not. I was first like the whole time this time. What the hell? <laughs> I just say a very deep prayer that I'm not the one that has to read it, and maybe the randomizer answers it. You're a good sport, Jacob. Keeping up with this all this time. I know people probably don't listen to this part, but we're gonna be obnoxious and keep reading it. That's why it's after the outro. Yeah, exactly. It's your choice to listen. Yeah, totally, totally optional. All right, chapter 25. Out of how many? I have no idea. 44. Okay. Jacob knows 44 because he says every time we're on chapter 2044. <laughs> we're on the end. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. A-N. Stop flaming, okay? If you did not, then I'll tell Justin. What? Who the fuck is Justin? To bet you up. He's the love of her depressed life. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was Gerard Way. I don't know how you guys are following this. Still. I don't. So good. <laughs> you don't follow it. You just, you just go with it. But Austin always has the answer, though. <laughs> you guys always, you guys, you always. I edit the episode and I remember this shit now. Anyway, if you don't like the story, Justin will beat you up. And I'll tell all the dreads to put verts in your computer. Okay. Viruses. Yeah, sure. I guess. Fuck you, Raven. Thanks for the help. I was so excited. I fellowed Draco, wondering if we were going to do it again. We went outside, and then we went into Draco's black car. Ebony, what the fuck did Professor Trevelry say? Whispered Draco, potting his gothic wit hand with the black nail polish on mine. She said she would tell me what the visions meant tomorrow. I grumbled in a sexy voice. He took out a heroin cabaret and spiked it. What? What is a... <laughs> Y'all, this is getting out of control. Okay. I, I <laughs> okay. This just scribbles on a what? page at this point. I don't even fucking know. A cadaver? I don't know. I'm trying he to... He took out a heroin cabaret and spiked it and gave it to me... Gave it to me to spork. I don't know what any of that means. I don't either. Let's just pretend it didn't happen. Like a drink? Yeah. No, okay, okay, I think I got it. 
He gave me a heroin cigarette and lit it and gave it to me to smoke. A heroin cigarette? What's a heroin cigarette? Yes. That's the best I got, y'all. Okay. okay. let's. That makes the most sense that I could probably ascribe to this. But all right, let's keep going. He started to fly the car into a tree. We went to the top of it. Draco put on some MCR. And all the things that you never, ever told me, and all the smiles that are ever going to haunt me, sang Gerard's sexy voice. We started tiling of each other's clothes fervently. He took my black thong. He took off my black thong and my black leather bar. I took off his black boxers. Then he put his trobbing you-know-what in my tool sexily. OMFG, Draco, Draco, I screamed, having an orgasm. We started Frenching passively. Suddenly, I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Like in the middle of it? Yeah. After... <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of Frenching passively. I mean, I guess it was passively, so pretty boring. I started having a dream. In it, a black guy was shooting two gothic men with long black hair. Oh, my okay. God. Um, no, please don't fucking kill us, they pleaded. Austin's but face. He just kept shooting them. He ran away in a red car. No, oh my fucking God, I shouted in a scared voice. Ebony, what's wrong? Draco asked me as I woke up, opening my icy blue eyes. I started to cry and tears of blood went down my face. I told Draco to call Vampire. He did it with his black Lincoln Park mobile. But the worst thing was who the people who were shot in the dream were. were. Lucian and Sirius. Who's Lucian again? Lucian. I guess that's Lucius. Lucius oh, Malfoy. okay. okay. Is that Draco's dad? Okay, got it. Do you think they were in that tree that like Ron and Harry go into? The one that's like really angry? Do you think it was... the, the Whomping Willow? Yeah, the Whomping Willow. Do you think they were in the Whomping Willow? Because that tree would not let that happen. Oh my god. That tree likes it. Should we do one more or should we not? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fuck it. One more. I'm just trying to get through this, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Is it short? Yeah. It's not that short. It is It is short. All right, who's doing it? Somebody go. Chapter 26. A.M. Okay, good. <laughs> Jacob right. doesn't want to I was, doing the, I was doing the randomizer. Okay, go ahead. Stop, stop flaming the story, okay? If you do not like the story, then go fuck yourself, you fucking prep, you suck, oh, why, and I wasn't being racist, okay? I mean, kind of you were. Yeah, but, a little bit. I mean, I think the black guy is what yeah. <laughs> she's referring to. Yeah. A few mutates later, <laughs> Vampire came to the tree. He was wearing a black leather Jackson. What? <laughs> a black leather Jackson, black leather pants, and a good Charlotte t-shirt. Oh, Hi, Vampire, I said flirtily as I started to sob. Okay. Hi, Vampire. Draco <laughs> hugged me sexily. Try font to comfort me. I started to cry tears of blood and then told them what happened. Oh, fuck it. Vampire shouted angrily. He, four, started to cry, sadly. What fucking dick did that? <laughs> I don't know, I said. Now, come on. We have to tell Dumbledore. We ran out of the tree and into the castle. Dumbledore was sitting in his office. Sirs, our dads have been shot, Draco said, while we whipped some tears from his white face. A knobby had a vision in a dream. Dumbledore. Dublo <laughs> door started to cookie. Ha 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 ha. Cockle. And how do you aspect. Cockle. Ha 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 ha. And how do you expect me to know Ebony's not divisional? 
what? I glared what? at Dumbledore. Oh god, she's divisional. This next part. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, motherfucker, he said angrily as Dumbledore gasped. See, is the toot of Cracter. You what? know very well that I'm not decisional. <laughs> what is going wait, on? wait, <laughs> what? Wait, stop. What? This is out of control. What does that mean? Okay. What does that mean? <laughs> I think it's delusional. But what? No, the, the thing is that she wrote in the the parentheses. What? C is da toot of character. C is that out of character? Oh, oh! I can't believe I can translate this so. Oh my effortlessly. god! Okay, you got it down. You know very well that I'm not decisional. Now get some fucking people out there to look for Ceres and Lucian. Pornto. <laughs> okay, he said in an in, in, intimidate, intimated voice. Where are they? I fought about it. Then all of a sudden, Longden, I said. I told him which street. He went and called some people and did some stuff. After a few mistunes, he came back and said people were going out to look for them. After a while, some people called him again. He said that they had been found. Draco, Vampire, and I all left to our rooms together. I went with Draco to wait in the nurse's office, while Vampire went to slit his wrist in his room. Uh, we looked at we looked at each other's gothic, depressed eyes. Then we kissed. Suddenly, Sirius and Lucian came in on stretchers, and Professor Sinister was behind them. Oh my god. I'm done. Ooh, that was a roller coaster of emotions. I love how you're able to translate this, Austin. Without you, we wouldn't we wouldn't understand it. I don't know what it is. Why are the chapters that you always read so <laughs> crazy? Because I scream my way through them, not giving a shit. Oh god, there I love go. it. Alright. That was that was fun. Thanks for listening. Bye.